game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by professional better Raheem Palmer. And we are going to break down NBA Christmas. And we're going to do it in a very creative way because we don't know who's playing and we don't have lines. So we're going to do the best that we can today. Reminder, if you're looking to track your bets and you haven't downloaded the Action Network app, what are you doing? Download that app right now. It's the best way for you to track your bets and get up to the second information on where the money's coming in, all sorts of information. You can track and follow Raheem in there, all sorts of stuff. Check out actionnetwork.com. Subscribe to the podcast as well if you're listening to this. And you can check out our YouTube page. We do our live Wednesday workshop every Tuesday evening at 7 Eastern. Probably be adding more of those shows as the season progresses and football gets wrapped up. So let's get to it. Raheem, happy holidays, my man. I'm so excited to be on with you. What's good? Man, life is good. I can't complain. Final couple of weeks in NFL season, trying to wrap that up. And then we could just focus on NBA because that's where the money is. So, I mean, let's just enjoy the holiday. Excited for 2022. Hopefully we can wrap up this COVID stuff and things will really get crazy. So here's our situation as we're recording it right now. We are recording on Thursday afternoon. It's Thursday afternoon, about five o'clock Eastern when we're recording this. The NBA has a full slate tonight. We want to get this podcast up in time for people to have Christmas Eve and Christmas morning before Christmas Day, if you want to bet on it. What we're going to do in this episode is we're basically going to work off of the lines as the opener where they were before Omicron's wave hit. We're going to workshop those and try and figure out what we think those lines are going to be afterwards. I'm just telling you straight up, like Raheem and I have models, right? We have numbers to work off of. We can get you within range. These numbers are going to be different. And anything we talk about could change in the next 48 hours because now not only are we still having guys pop into protocols, Bradley Beal popped in like two hours before this, but we're getting guys out of it. Zach Levine and most of the Bulls are now out of protocols. Teams are getting healthy and back to full capacity. The Knicks are one. They've got very few dudes left in protocols. They RJ Barrett's out. So that changes things. This is fluid. If something major happens, we might try and squeeze in an update to this episode. We'll let you know on Twitter. If we do that, you're going to have to bear with us. This is a crazy situation. The league is, is scrambling to get guys out of protocol. They're changing rules, all of that, but we still have games. We still have lines. We can still bet on this. This is a big day for the NBA. We're going to break it down. Raheem, let's get started. Um, let's start in with the first game on the slate. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks go into the New York Knicks. Okay. The look ahead line on this was Knicks minus one. That was the early line that was out. Okay. That's the last available number that we have is Knicks minus one. I don't think that factors in Trey. And I think that's mostly based off of the look ahead lines from the summer when the Knicks were expected to be better, but the Hawks haven't been good either. Let's start here. Based on the season numbers right now, we'll factor in COVID after. Based on the season numbers right now, what do you have Knicks Hawks at for a line? I have it pretty much as a pick em. I have the Hawks minus a half a point. I have it 109, 108, over under 218. Okay. What do we think Trey is worth to the line? Right now, the Hawks are without Herter, Lou Williams, TLC, Luabu Cabarro, Clint Capella. Danilo Gallinari and Trey Young, as well as DeAndre Hunter and Solomon Hill, uh, who are both out with long-term injuries. 
with those injuries, what do we, what do you think that this line is going to post when it comes out tonight on Thursday night? With those injuries, I think you have to make the Knicks probably uh, a two or three point favorite. I mean, the Hawks are just missing so many guys. Obviously, we already saw the impact of DeAndre Hunter, what he's done to this defense. So I, I think you got to you got to put the the Knicks probably around three. If I mean, if those guys are out and Trey is playing, I've talked about this before. So I have two numbers that I use. Um, one is a power rating number. It's basically how to based off of half court and transition matchups, how do those teams perform versus average? And then the difference between them. So if you're, if overall you're two points better and the other team is two points worth, that's a four point spread, right? The other one is more matchup based. It bases it off of how does your defense half court defense match up with the half court offense, vice versa. And for transition. And then it comes to a, a consensus on the line. My power rated number on this is actually Nick's plus one. I've got 0.9. Okay, so it's about right in line um, with yours. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is based off of the matchup data for the full season, I've got it at Knicks minus two and a half. Okay, so mm-hmm. if we look at those two things and then we factor in Trey, how much do we want to put Trey worth versus the spread? Because I feel like he's a it's a big deal. I don't think he's like a Giannis guy, right? Like he's not yeah. Giannis. Two? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking between two and three especially on this Hawks team where it's just, he kind of does, he's responsible for so much. I mean, it's not just his shooting, but he's faces the floor. He's running the pick and roll. That floater is just everything. So, so we got Hawks minus one is what you and I both came at. That moves it to Knicks plus one Bogdanovich Capella Herter. What a point and a half. Does that sound right? Or you want to go higher? I think you got to go because the Knicks are a bigger team. Like if you're missing Capella, you're in bad shape because they don't really have a, a, a solid replacement for him. Okay. And then Hunter is still out. You got to be looking towards the three or four range. I mean, this okay. is a, a Hawks team. They just got beat down by an Orlando team missing everybody. Let's bump it to two and a half and let's go. Mm-hmm. That gets us to, to Knicks minus three and a half. Yeah. Now we got to do home court. What do we want for home court? I'm still kind of conservative with home court. I've got it right now based off of just the league average at 1.8. So if we do, we can go a point and a half and that's like a middle range. If we go a point and a half. So you have home court pretty high this year. I have home court at 3.5. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give it that much. I think that's, 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 it's that's a little heavy. It's New York. So it's a pretty good home crowd. Uh, so let's go ahead and give them the full two. Yeah. So that gets us to five and a half. So well, let's go ahead and say that it's five and a half at five and a half. I mean, I, I'm assuming this is just like a straight out stay away from you because of the COVID stuff. Do you think that there's a play on this? I think if Trey isn't playing I th- and we're going five and a half, I, I'm going with the Knicks in this spot. Like you said, the Knicks are starting to get healthier. Obviously, they're going to be missing Rose still. But if you got quickly back, you got top and back. This Hawks team doesn't. They just don't have a replacement for some of these guys. Like they, you don't have a replacement for Trey with no Capella out there. I just think this is this has this game has blowout potential. If they breeze these guys through, and tomorrow on Friday, Trey pops out, right, and the number moves, and let's say that it opens. Let's, let's say that we're overestimating, and it pops at like Knicks minus four, okay, and Trey comes out and it moves to Knicks minus two. What do you like? If it's I'm gonna be honest, all the other guys. I think I'm still looking towards the Knicks in this spot. When you look at the, the Hawks, the way they, they, they haven't been able to defend well. 
and the scoring hasn't been there. Like over the last two weeks, they're 26 in defensive rate and allowing 117 points per 100 possessions. Yeah. And the offense has fallen off a cliff. So I know the Knicks haven't been that solid, but they've been better than the Hawks recently. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that direction. Uh, what do you have this model at for a spread or for a total? I have it 218. And I think the books have it at around 219 on the opener. So I think that's about accurate. Trying to think if they're going to adjust that down or up based off of the regular season performances of these two teams. Um, I've got a 215. I do like the under in the spot. Interesting. Like, what do you, um, a lot of these early games tend to go under, yeah. especially like on the first half, yeah. just because guys are so used to the routine of playing at night. Yeah. And I think when I look at it, I just think that, especially if the Hawks are shorthanded, I just don't know how they're going to be able to generate points, right? Like the Knicks defense is not good but this is probably better. Like this is, a, this is like you, even the Knicks can defend this, this team. Um, Derek Rose being out, I think does make a difference here. He's going to be out long-term. So I think that does have an impact on this. I am kind of with you that I think it's, I think it's Knicks or nothing. I think maybe the hope is that like, what if Capella and Bogdanovich get cleared, but not Trey. If two of those guys get back in, if it's like Gallo or Herter and Bogdanovich, like two of those guys get ruled in. And it pops like Knicks minus two. I'll probably take the Knicks at home because I think the big, the big edge that you, I think you and I are coming to is just like the Hawks haven't been good enough for even without the, like without the absences to give them credit. And even if they get their guys back, it's like, it's not enough of a, of a bonus to them to justify a play on them. Yeah. I I think we're on the same page. I really think it's Knicks or nothing. And I just think that the Hawks just haven't been performing well lately. And, you know, these two teams played healthy in Atlanta. And this was at a time when the Hawks were rolling. They, they couldn't be beat at home. And the Knicks went in there and beat them 99-90. So I think if you you have a, a healthier Knicks team against this Hawks team that's really been struggling, I, I think you gotta you got to play the Knicks. Okay. If for any reason this comes out crazy and it's like Knicks minus six, it's a no play. If it comes out and it's – I'll say this – if tomorrow they just get everybody out of protocols, if the Hawks just like get everybody out, which I'm not expecting, but they got everybody out of protocols tomorrow and this move to like Hawks minus four, even with those guys, even if the Hawks were fully healthy, I think the play is going to be on the Knicks. Oh yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I think, I think pretty much we're on the, we're looking at it from perspective that pretty much five or under we're on the Knicks. If the Knicks are laying five or under, we're on them. If they're catching points, catching something heavy, like four, I think we're on Knicks. I think that's just the side to play. It's a good situational spot, good revenge spot with them losing in the playoffs to this team. Even with some of these guys coming off protocol, I think it's a great spot for the Knicks. Okay, let's go to the next game, which is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks missing Giannis versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, this is how I we were looking at, at the lines available to us via the action network and different means. And we had like a number of, of bucks minus seven. And that's how I knew that the lines were not updated. Cause I was like, there's no way that the bucks are seven point favorites without Giannis. So um, their situation, Giannis is in protocols. DiVincenzo uh, is in protocols. He was going to debut the other day. Brooke Lopez still out with back surgery. Bobby Portis is in protocols. Uh, and that that's like the meaningful guys there. So you've got, obviously Giannis is the biggest deal. We start at seven. I think it would be honest. You honestly got to like, he is one of the players I would chop off the most for like three and a half to four. Yeah. 
You want to go three and a half? I, honestly, I want to go four, to be honest. Let's I think he, he's just that impactful. All right, so that moves it to three. Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis, maybe you know a quarter of a point each. So let's go a half. So that's Bucks minus two and a half. Uh, I have this model that Bucks minus two and a half for the entire season numbers. So that's some without a bunch of guys for the Bucks, some with the Bucks. Like my Bucks number is going to be messy because it's based off a of team performance. And the Bucks have been like one of the most injury ravaged teams overall. Um, my power rated number is uh, Bucks minus two. I've got minus one point nine. So that that kind of gets us in into range once we factor in those injuries. But they even then, I think it, it puts some value on the Celtics. What do you have this number at? What's the line for you? I have it at Bucks minus 2.3. And like you said, the, the numbers are messy. And I think when it comes to the Celtics, their numbers are a little messy too, because obviously they missed Jalen Brown for a huge significant part of time. And he's on his like he's he's come back. And so I'm I'm looking at the, the, the Boston Celtics in this spot. I think that's where the value is probably gonna lie, but I'm really interested to see where they put this number at. Uh, so for the for the Celtics, uh, Jabari Parker's in protocols, Al Horford's in protocols, Grant Williams is in protocols, and that's a very big deal to me because Grant Williams has been a great shooter for them this season. He kind of anchors that bench unit. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez as well is out with safety protocols and Josh Richardson and Heinous Cantor. Oh, my God. So, so like, they still got a rotation, um, but it's obviously, like, a heavily impacted one. So both of these teams are pretty ravaged. Let me ask you this. Let's say again that Friday comes and let's see, Giannis was out, I think, early in the week. If Giannis pops out tomorrow, if he's if he's out of protocols and he's good to go for Christmas, are you still on Boston? Because this number probably goes back up to like if we think it's going to go at two and a half to three, mm -hmm. then this line probably comes out closer back to the original line of either six or seven. I'm not on Boston if they're missing a lot of those guys. Obviously, if Horford is out. You're missing Grant Williams. You're missing Josh Richardson. I, I think you almost got to be looking towards 10 at, the, at this point. Because at some point, it's just like this still is a Celtics team that where's their answer for, for Giannis? So like, let's go back the other way then. Um, mm -hmm. We had it two and a half without mm -hmm. all the Bucks guys. Uh, Horford, Grant Williams, Jabari. <laughs> I don't know if Jabari really counts. Um, yeah. And Cantor. I can't give him much there. Uh, maybe a point and a half, maybe a point. Yeah. Let's say a point. So that puts it bucks minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. If it's bucks minus three and a half, I'm probably on Boston. Yeah. But that's, that's where I come out at on it. Like, does that, does that track with you? Yeah, that tracks with me. I can see that. I can, I can definitely see that. If it's, if it's bucks, if Giannis is out, and the Bucks are more than a three-point favorite, I'm probably on Boston. I think yeah. that's going to be my threshold. And I think they probably will be. I think the, the, I think the public might come in on, on Milwaukee here, especially with home court, right? You think so? Uh, that's, that, would, that would kind of shock me. You think they'll come in on Boston? Well, I'm going to tell you why, because... Adam and Brown. When you look at last night, the public was all over the Rockets. They were catching 10 against the, the Bucks. Yeah, the line closed nine, and the books went out there and blew them out, and they pretty much had everybody except for Giannis. Okay, so I think we'll go with. I'm still kind of. I think I'm. This is where I'm at. If it's Bucks, I'm going to go ahead and give them a cushion of three and a half. If it's Bucks three and a half or better, I'm taking Boston. If this moves up, 
I might wait and see if the public comes in on Boston. It, it, yeah, I just think it, right now we're looking at so many cluster injuries. This feels like, what do you think about unders in this time when you have so many rotation players missing time? Because at some point it's just like, who's going to be scoring these points? The data that we've kind of seen though goes the other way, doesn't it? Like Austin's been tracking, Austin, Austin Wanger, our site has been tracking mm-hmm. the, the totals. And I'll tell you, especially I've been playing more overs. My overs over the last like 50 games or so have performed better now that the offenses have started to kind of regulate a little bit. Give me the argument for the under while I look up something on bet laps. I mean, for one, the original line on this was 234. So that's what the odds makers had it open. And I actually have this at around 219. I am a little concerned. Obviously, you're missing Lopez and you're you're plugging DeMarcus Cousins in. But this this Celtics team, it's not like they've been great offensively. And obviously, that's, they should improve a little bit with, with Jalen Brown in there. But this is still a team that's just scoring 108 points per 100 possessions. And the Bucs can still play some solid defense. So I, I could see this being a slower-paced game. It just depends on really where they put this number at. It's just so many different factors that go that can go into this. It's, it's just tough. It seems like they've got it figured. Okay, so the last three weeks, it's overs are 67, 69, and 2 via bet labs mm-hmm. in the last 10 days when we've really started to see this pick up it's they are 32 32 it's dead even um let me look at the last week this is all via bet labs which you can find on actionnetwork.com and in the last week if we just go back the 15th which is when things really start to get crazy uh it's 26 26 and 50 percent we're exactly even that's fascinating so that's i think they've got it pretty well capped at this point i think you really got to play i think you got to play the matchup based off of i i think you have to factor in the player absences like to me horford is such a lint like the two guys that the celtics are missing in horford and grant williams those are guys that tie the room together they're small ball fours that can play they can shoot from the outside stretch things those kind of things yeah so for me I do feel like maybe there's a play on the under in this one. I do think the total on this one's going to be higher. The last one number that we have on it is 228 and a half. So, yeah. I mean, this one I, I do kind of like the under on. I mean, my, my number makes it 219, and I, I just get, I get the feeling the way the Bucks have been scoring. This is probably going to be this, – this total is probably going to be high. So, I, I'm kind of looking in that direction. Main event, Warriors-Suns, okay? Uh, not the main event, I guess, but it's the best game that's going to be on tomorrow. Warriors-Suns. So this one is our earliest line was minus four. That's pretty in line with the, with the last time that these two teams played uh, the lines on these were crazy. The, when they played that double set in a week, because in the first game, the Suns were home full strength and then they were on the road without Booker. And so that flipped the number by, I think like six points is how much that got flipped um, from Tuesday to Friday. Warriors Suns minus four. The Warriors have bigger uh, health and safety protocols issues than uh, the Suns right now. The Warriors are without Jordan Poole, who's in protocols. He just went in, so I can't imagine him getting out. Uh, Wiseman is still out. Iguodala has been out with knee injuries, but isn't in the protocols. Damian Lee and Andrew Wiggins are both in the protocols. And I don't expect to see them out, especially not Wiggins. So. 
Wiggins just went in. Um, at, Damian Lee just went in on the 22nd. Of all of them, I would say this is the one that this is the, the game that seems on the surface the most stable to bet. This is the one above all the rest of them. I am genuinely telling you, you should wait until 30 minutes before if you're going to bet this. You're going to have to sacrifice closing line. Like you just yeah. are. Because what we've seen with these protocols is guy goes in, two days later, two guys more go in. Two days later, two guys more go in. We had Wiggins go in, and then we had Jordan Poole. And then we had Damian Lee. Like we have a rolling outage with the Warriors. So I'm concerned that the Warriors are going to get hit. Like I'm genuinely concerned that on Friday, we're going to get word that more of the Warriors are in protocols. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then maybe as soon as this line opens, we should probably be playing the Suns. Yeah. They don't have, like, here's the thing. The Suns don't have any right now. The Suns don't have any COVID issues right now. And obviously that could change. Yeah as they, they do play Oklahoma city tonight, but right now they've been relatively healthy. So, and then they just got Devin Booker back and it's not like, it's going to be his first game back. He's, this is going to be his fourth game. So I think they're in a better spot to win this matchup. Suns at home. I do think the Warriors played really badly in that first matchup. Like they just played badly. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And like, Steph I was, Curry was four of 21 yeah. from the field. And I was on the Warriors in that second game. And without Booker, they trounced them and covered, and it was easy. Uh, I do think this one probably has to be Suns or nothing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I, it's a shame because I think if both teams were full strength, I would be looking towards the Warriors here. Yeah. Because obviously the Warriors, Steph Curry probably had one of the 10 worst games of his career. He just doesn't go three or 14 from three. I mean, what you, what you and I want is we want for these two teams <laughs> to finish one and two in the West. And then for them to make the conference finals and for the Suns to have home court and the Suns to be favorites so we can go back in on the Warriors. Exactly. Like that's what, <laughs> that's that's what we want. Two, three works too. As long as those two meet the playoff series where the Suns have home court advantage. So they're favored and we can get a plus number on the Warriors. Like that's already what you and I want. Yeah. So, um, the advanced look on this was 227. I'm going to have this way under because my model just like continues to think that. Like my number just keeps popping warriors unders. Um, it's a something I'm going to, I had to manually adjust for. So if this number, what do you have the total at for this game? It's almost laughable because I have it at two eleven. Yeah. It's just, it's just, this is the best defense in the league. So, yeah. and obviously Phoenix, Phoenix's defense is no slouch either. So the model is just going to spit out and under. <laughs> so, and your what's your spread on this game? I had this at around a pick them. Okay. I've got Suns minus one and a half on the matchup line. And I've got them minus, uh, I've actually got the minus three and a half, 3.2 on the power rating. The Warriors have slipped a little bit. So I, I do, I'm kind of with you, even though, look, both of those lines are indicative of the Suns being like the value being on the Warriors, right? It's lower than the spread. If it's four without pool, I think pool is the only player that really moves this. I think pool moves it to like four and a half, maybe five. Yeah. Like with the, with the other guys, I think mm-hmm. pool himself is worth like a half point. I mean, do you um, think Wiggins, cause I think Wiggins has to be worth about a half point. Yeah. At least in this matchup. Yeah. So that's probably a point like Wiggins yeah. and pool are probably, and Damian Lee and Iguodala because he's questionable, like throw those guys in and you're probably at five. So I will say, depending on the number, I'm going to be looking for, like, I'm probably going to do a parlay. I'm probably yeah. looking at, like, a, maybe Knicks. Now, one of the later games we'll get to. 
the Suns are going to be part of my my parlay. I'm just going to play the money line on them. And don't worry about the don't worry about the spread. Just feel like okay, I've got home court. These are two even teams. There's an edge towards the Suns based off of the matchup. There's an edge to the Suns based off of, um, in, in terms of straight up, there's a, an edge to the Suns based off of the COVID stuff, and they're at home. That gets me to where I can feel good about the Suns money line on this. I, I like that. I agree with that because it's still going to be a narrow line. Like that's mm-hmm. what this is going to be one of the lowest money lines that you're going to have on Christmas. Yeah. So okay, here here's the mess. This one's messy. The Brooklyn Nets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Man. Okay. Uh, James Harden's out. Protocols. That's the good news. Okay. Blake Griffin is day-to-day. Aldridge is out with COVID. Durant's out with COVID. That was on December 22nd when Durant got put in. That was yesterday. Or that was like when I have this updated for. That even if they change the rules... And they say if you pop two negatives 24 hours apart, he'd have to have tested negative today and tomorrow to get out the next day. Yeah, I'm assuming he's out. Yeah. Durant's out. Claxton is day-to-day. Bruce Brown's out. James Johnson's out. DeAndre Bembry's out. Joe Harris is out. Daron Sharp's out. Cam Thomas is in protocols. Kyrie is in protocols. Whew. Okay. But Harden's back. So that's like you, you have one star. Uh, no Anthony Davis for the Lakers. Trevor Ariza's in health and safety protocols. Malik Monk is in health and safety protocols. Austin Reeves is in health and safety protocols. Avery Bradley is in health and safety protocols. Baysmore. Um, Kendrick Nunn is still out. He's out of protocols, but he's still out. So it's looking like a lot of like what we saw the other night with like Isaiah Thomas and Rajon Rondo in terms of the guards. Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. Horton Tucker. The advanced line that we have on this is Lakers minus one. I my look predictably like the full season numbers are going to look. Uh, I will say like the full season numbers. Actually, this is surprising to me that my matchup numbers like the Lakers here and the power rating numbers like the Lakers. So I've got a disagreement here. I think it's got to be Lakers or nothing. Oh, yeah, this is definitely Lakers or nothing. I, I actually said this on a radio show the other day I, because I think the original line was Lakers minus one, but the Nets just have so many pieces mm-hmm. missing with COVID. Like the Lakers are actually a competent team at this point. Yeah. And they got beat by the Suns pretty heavily, but that first half was neck and neck. And then they lost. I mean, before that they lost to the, to the Bulls. It took 38 points from DeMar DeRozan and the game winner. They're a competent team. The Nets just, there's no rhythm to it rhyme or reason of who's going to be in and out of this lineup. And I just don't think you can go into Staples and, and beat a team like the Lakers as bad as they've been. They're still a professional team. You still got LeBron James, you still got Russell Westbrook. They've actually been playing some good defense lately. So I, I'm looking at the Lakers in this spot. What's the number you won't play at the Lakers at? Anything over five. I'm not playing it over. Well, let's say it's, let's say it's four. I take the Lake. I, I take the Lakers at four. Um, I can't see it being four if Katie's in the lineup. Right. I think if Katie's in the lineup, I think we're seeing like Lakers minus two and a half, three. If it's KD, I'm not playing it. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not betting against KD in a short line on a Christmas day versus LeBron. Like I'm not betting against KD. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> so that this is, this is to me the one where, um, Look, if this gets something ridiculous, if they're like, okay, the, the Nets are so injured, it's Nets minus six or something. 
or it's Lakers minus six, then I don't necessarily see the value. I'm kind of with you. I think five is going to be the threshold. Yeah. And the reason I say that is just based off of, look, the motivational factor is going to be very weird in this game, right? It's like no KD. It's kind of a letdown. It's a weird game. The mm-hmm. Lakers are generally just kind of grumpy right now. Like they're mm-hmm. just like LeBron's just very, un- he's been unhappy for some time and is tired of, of COVID screwing with his, the twilight of his career, right? Predictably, he's pretty annoyed at this. Um, here, okay, I, I, I just look back. Here was the line that we had for Denver, Brooklyn back on Sunday. This is a good indicator, Raheem. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets were nine point favorites on the road without MPJ and Jamal Murray and Jamichael Green and Aaron Gordon was questionable in that game. And they were nine point favorites over the Nets. No Harden. And then that was on a back-to-back because yeah. they, they just had lost to Orlando on yeah. that Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nine-point favorites. So, so, even with Harden, this was probably going to pop six or more. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, laying that many points with the Lakers is kind of out of the question. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like it, they're almost going to force you to take Brooklyn. If you do get a number that's below five, we like the Lakers. Um, yeah. I don't want to mess with the total because I have no idea how to project what that lineup's going to play like. If it's just Harden and a bunch of role guys against this Lakers team, I think I could I could buy into the to the Nets. Okay, and just in a one game scenario, keeping this game close. If it's like six plus, yeah, like six plus, I can buy into that. Okay, maybe like a small play on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thought you have any thoughts on the total? I have this total pegged at two twenty three. I believe like the original line was 238. Yeah. A lot of that is just going to depend on KD or Harden. But I mean, Harden tends to slow down the pace anyway. Neither one of these teams has any real rim protection. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, like AD has been so bad. I kind of want to play. I, I kind of want to play the under anyway. Yeah. So I kind of like, I kind of, I lean towards the under. I don't think I'm going to play it depending on what the number pops at. If it, if, if I get a number that's, that's, above 220 yeah honestly if it's above 220 i'm probably taking i'm probably taking the under it's probably going to be above 220 and that's fine but i'm i'm probably taking the under if it's two if it's above 220 um all right last one mavericks jazz no luka Doncic. uh i'll go over the last of, of the, the mavericks here because they have a number of problems all right kp is questionable that's going into tonight we'll see whether he plays on saturday uh, Luke is in, in health and safety. He just went in, so he's not getting the, I don't think there's any way that he gets out. Uh, Trey Burke's out. Kleber's out. Kleba is out. THJ's out. Reggie Bullock's out right now. Uh, for the Jazz, they are okay. They have managed to stay there. They and the Suns have managed to stay above the fray, which good for them. Um, they're mostly healthy. The advanced line on this is Jazz minus five and a half. My matchup line has it six and a half. My uh, full season number has it all the way up at double digits. Uh, I don't really understand why this is not like I can't get to. I don't. I have no idea why this. I, I would expect this number to pop more closer, maybe eight, nine. What do you think? I have this ten and a half. So you've got that based on the full season numbers. Yeah. If we take your number of, of 10 and a half, I did see, I will say this. I saw a rogue number popped up that was like on our action lab system that mm-hmm. looked to be not for the rest of the odds, but for this one in particular, I saw a 12 pop. 
I mean, that sounds right. It's like, look, Porzingis already has his toe injury. Kleber's out. Corley Stone's out. It's like maybe Porzingis plays and Dwight Powell pit plays, but I still think they're going to have a tough time with dealing with Gobert and, and just the, the three-point shooting discrepancy. And it's just like, I know the Mavericks have played well without Luka this year, but I'm not buying that they go into Utah and this is not a dominant performance from Utah. Now, obviously, Utah has struggled laying double digits, but... Yeah, they are... Uh... <laughs> they are they are seven and six straight up as a double digit favorite as we found last week on NBA Bet Stream. Man, this, I, this just feels like the game that the late night game we go we all go to sleep to, or we cut on a movie and just <laughs> at halftime we're just done with it. We we watch the Matrix or something. <laughs> when did Luca go in? That's my big question. Is like when did Luca go into protocols? I'm trying to look at, at when that happened because like that's a that's a pretty big deal. Yeah as far as trying to track it. Yeah, it was yesterday. I got one day ago. So I can't see him getting out. I I think it's basically this. If it's double digits and Luka gets out and this is still 10 and a half or even nine and a half, I'm playing Mavericks. Mm -hmm. If even with the other guys, if the other guys are not out, if Luka's still out and this is a number below 10 and a half, I'm probably laying it with the Jazz. Yeah. Like I don't look, they, they just, they just failed to cover versus the wizards and the Hornets. Right. So it's like, why would you want to lay that money? Why would you want to lay the, the number with the Mavericks against the Mavericks when you knew that it was, that they were susceptible versus the wizards and the Hornets. Yeah. And I, I think my thought process is I think they get up for this one, right? Like they get caught napping. There's probably a better chance of Utah coming for lack of a better term, correct on this one. Yeah. And actually, Focusing and putting this this down, especially when like I still have this number for power rating at twelve point four, um, and the matchup even goes above the opener line. I just think that there's inherent value on Utah, no matter where the line adjusts to, based off of COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning the same way. I just think right now, obviously they have the Timberwolves tonight, but they're two and two on this current homestand, and it's on Christmas Day. It just feels like a, a good spot for them to focus and do what they need to do to a, to a team. Obviously they have the Spurs next. So that's a nice revenge spot, but here, here's the play. I got it. I got it. Suns jazz. I might do Lakers in a round Robin uh, Suns mm-hmm. jazz parlay based off of those numbers gets me at plus plus one forty three. I, even if the numbers go significantly up, that's probably what I'm going to be on. I'm just going to probably be doing a parlay Suns money line, jazz money line, depending on who's in and out. Lakers money line. I'm I'm thinking that you almost got to be looking at a Jazz team total over. Okay. Like I I think that's that's kind of where I am depending on where they. But put Mavericks defense has been a little bit better lately. That is true. That is definitely true. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough slate. It's we'll a have very tough slate. We'll have updates for you if something big comes down. We'll try and get, keep you guys updated. If nothing else, check out ActionNetwork.com. I'm gonna have an article breaking down everything that we talked about, as well as up to the second information on what's going on with all the COVID stuff. Hope you guys have a great, safe, and happy holidays for Raheem Palmer, professional better. I'm Matt Moore, senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets. Buckets.